a radio show that confesses Christ without confusing the law and the gospel. A radio show that takes Scripture seriously without taking ourselves so seriously. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. So here we have the the promise of the virgin birth already. And, and now it says that he, this promised seed, shall bruise you, the serpent, on the head. So this, and you will bruise him on the heel. So uh, this is talking about the crucifixion of our Lord Jesus. So this is the first gospel. What in the world? The Lord's Supper is to help rediscover your innate goodness? Holy smokes. That's like saying that glasses are to make sure you can't see. It's like saying your shoes are there to make sure you can't walk. It's like saying it's like saying a boat is there so that you sink to the bottom of the ocean. That's the goofiest thing I've ever heard. Councilman Darren Lakeman. Thank you, Mayor. On balance, I think as far as whether we do it on the 6th or the 12th, it matters about as much as my collection of Table Talk radio points. Like thinking about all the food you ate during the holidays, this is Table Talk Radio. <laughs> Welcome, Pastor Wolfen. Yeah, that really comfortable feeling you get after Thanksgiving <laughs> dinner. Ugh, I don't feel Ugh. so good. <laughs> That's Table Talk table Radio. radio to <laughs> intestinal uh, irritation. I'm the, all for that. The only difference is, is that feeling goes away. <laughs> Welcome back to Table Talk Radio. We're back in the saddle after taking some unintentional time off during I, the holidays. I know a, everybody out there was, was hoping that we quit. <laughs> Maybe they won't come back. Please. Uh, oh, well. They were hoping. Well, uh, so to, for today's show, we're going to be uh, doing some email sorry i'm just so used to saying emails we don't do emails anymore except for when you send us emails at questions at tabletalkradio.org but we're gonna do bumper stickers and church signs the whole show devoted oh, to your we got a backlog uh, speaking of digestional irritation we got a backlog <laughs> of table talk radio of of uh what was it again what are we doing bumper stickers uh, yeah, yeah. and church signs yeah so right. we're gonna try to clear it out this show but first i have a buzzword for you yeah you ready Ready. It is Proto-Evangelion, a hey. buzzword inspired by our bump in. Nice. Remember that? Uh-huh. Proto means first, Evangelion means gospel. And this is the Latin name given to the um given to the verse in Genesis, Genesis 3:15, where the the Lord is talking to the devil and he says uh, he says, "Her, I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your seed and her seed. He will crush your head, and you will crush his heel." So, the, so here, Adam and Eve have broken everything, and God comes to Adam and Eve, and you just expect him to just lay into him. But instead, he says, "No, no, I got a blessing for you. Uh, I'm going to die." That's Proto Evangelion. Nice. Okay, my theological is that yours? Is that what yours? Phrase no is ex opere operato. Um, and look, I found this definition from something called St. Michael's. And this is this is um, the, the definition that it uses. And I, it is accurate, by the way. Um, a Latin term to describe the view that grace is conferred through the sacraments if only minimal requisite conditions are present. Now, <laughs> would you, Pastor Wolfner, point out for us the self-contradiction in that definition. Do you want me to read it again? So read it to me. Yeah, read it to me again. A Latin term to describe the view that grace is conferred through the sacraments if only a minimal requisite conditions are present. 
Well, it, I mean, I, I, the irony is about this, you know, minimal requisite conditions, because I suppose in some ways we could agree with that as long as the minimal requisite – what was it again? Minimal requisite conditions. Pre, condition is faith. <laughs> in other words, you have to have faith in the word. But the idea of ex opere operato means that it's the working of the thing itself. Right. And uh, we would understand that it's, in fact, the sacraments that are – delivering to us the Lord's grace and that any sort of readiness to receive the Lord's grace, in fact, comes from his working already, which is the great irony. Well, I, yeah, I mean, I, I guess I was kind of wondering, in what way do you receive grace if you're meeting a requisite? <laughs> I mean, Yeah, this is the thing. This is the Catholic doctrine, though. And so ex opere apparato is the Lutheran critique. It's a Lutheran. Well, I guess the Catholic description of their of their own sacramental view and the Lutherans would critique it because it takes faith and the promise out of the picture. So you have benefit from the working of the thing itself. But the Catholic Church does have this doctrine of um, um, that you prepare yourself for the Lord's working. Now, it takes grace to prepare yourself, but there's a different kind of grace that helps you prepare for the grace that's coming that saves you. So there's all these kind of layers of grace and preparation and receiving and following up and all this sort of stuff. It's um, uh, There's a great line in the Lutheran Confessions where they're talking about this sort of stuff, and it says, we have no idea what they're talking about, and neither do they. <laughs> Isn't it amazing that um, just a simple reading of the Scriptures uh, helps you um, understand grace without adjectives? So, yeah. I mean, so, I mean, not only do you have all of these different kinds of grace in Roman Catholic theology, but then you get these Arminians who are trying to make a distinction between uh, the uh, being predestined and stuff, and you call, oh, this is prevenient grace, you know, the kind of grace that comes along uh, that you get before you choose God and all this stuff. And you're going, what is going on? Why can't grace just be grace? <laughs> God, God, yeah. God's favor towards me out of his compassion, not my merit. <laughs> yep. Good oh, question. Man. You ask a good question. All right. Well, tell us, um, Pastor Wolfman, the phone number where people can call in their church signs and bumper stickers. 1-800-429-SOLA. 1-800-429-SOLA. Before you call that number, you might just want to fact check that. Um <laughs> This episode, I've been watching. You know this uh, this podcast serial where they tell about these the guy that got you know thrown in jail for murder, and they always at the end it says this this episode was fact checked by, and they have like three people. I'm like what? Yeah, we we have negative people. <laughs> oh, we did get an email. We didn't get a fact checking email though the other day. I only read the emails where it says Pastor Wolf no, should have been awarded. I was more hoping points. you weren't going to see that point. Yeah, uh, that's oh yeah. He suggests that I would be awarded 200 retroactive table talk radio points. This is from uh, this is from Becky. I thought we didn't. Racine, I thought we didn't read emails at the beginning of the show anymore. I'm sticking with our new right, policy. So. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Yeah, make yourself feel. Better. Uh, you want to hear the whole thing? Well, you can just read uh, whatever dear you think pastors, is. I must point out a grievous error in episode 354 of your Jeopardy show, in which Pastor Wolfbuehler needs to be awarded at least 200 retroactive table talk radio points and possibly more. For interest, Pastor Gagline did not consider the context of Amos seven seventeen when he said that the prophet Amos' wife was a temple prostitute. The word of the Lord came to Amos in seven seventeen was for Amaziah, the priest of Bethel, who accused Amos of conspiracy against Jeroboam, king of Israel. Amos seven verses ten to seventeen. Then Amaziah, the priest. Of, oh, here's the text. Uh, so it's got the whole text there. You, uh, I'll skip to the end. 
Uh, you say, Do not prophesy against Israel, and do not preach against the house of Isaac. Therefore thus says the Lord, Your wife shall be a prostitute in the city, and your sons and daughters shall fall by the sword, and your land shall be divided up with a measuring line. You yourself shall die in an unclean land, and Israel shall surely go into exile away from its land. Please address this issue immediately. Your faithful Table Talk Radio listener in Racine, Wisconsin, Becky. Becky, thank you. Uh, so how many points does she say that you deserved? 200 with interest. Okay, well, I'm going to give you 200. Let me pull out my calculator here. Uh, Two hundred, but um, there's what's the deflation rate of table talk radio points? I think. <laughs> what are you talking? I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I think they only hold their value for about a day. So, oh, um, so I got that puts I'll me in the hole, like out. rotting <laughs> points. <laughs> I, I'd say at least goes down thirty percent. So you have 140 table talk radio points. Oh man, no interest. They did not hold value well. Okay, <laughs> thanks for that, Becky, and for listening. It's amazing. <laughs> All right. So the real phone number to call in if uh, you have a church sign or a bumper sticker to report. 1-800-949-SOLA. 1-800-385-SOLA. 1-800-385-SOLA. How many numbers did I get right? 7652. I don't know. You're getting, this is the closest you've ever been. I'll say that much. 385-7652. And uh, here is our first contender for church sign and bumper stickers. Hi, this is David in Houston. I've got a bumper sticker for you. It's more like riding in the back of a car, but it says, if you text while driving, make sure you call to Jesus Christ before you wreck your life. Jeremiah 33.3. Whoa, a scripture reference to go with that one. So he said it wasn't really a bumper sticker, just kind of riding on the back of a car. So, you know, if you, if, if getting an adhesive strip is too much effort, <laughs> just find a Sharpie. Now, uh, what was the verse again? I'm going to go look that up. Jeremiah 33.3. So if you're going to text and drive, be sure to to call Jesus Christ. This is kind of complicated. It is. It's like, like, I I wasn't texting. Why would you get in a crash? Well, I was reading the back of that guy's car. Where's the rhyme? (laughs) Call to me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. (laughs) In other words, if you're going to call it, if you're going to text, instead of texting on your cell phone, you should be calling Jesus. You, you know, in in the great state of Oregon, as some people call it, um, you aren't allowed to use your phone without a uh, headset device. So if you're if you have your you know your phone stuck to your head, so this guy could actually be driving around the ro- down the road in Oregon and and see this and start to call Jesus, and could get a ticket and say, "Officer, I was just calling Jesus." I was following the friendly advice. I thought in Oregon uh, you had to have someone an attendant to dial the number for you. Well, you have to pay a special fee for that. <laughs> uh, what is this? Uh, what's the theology here? It, okay, so we should say this. It's a bad idea to text and drive, by the way. Um, I don't know. I'm against I, it. I sort of think that if you're good at it, what's the, what's the harm? Okay. Unless you're good at it. I don't know how you <laughs> test that. But we, by the way, our po- isn't our Temple Talk Radio policy that we do not receive texts from people while they are driving? Uh, yeah, automatically. But you know, I was like, "Hey, officer, I wasn't texting. I was just checking my bank balance." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on, that's right. Here. Okay, well, I got you another what, email. Hold on, before oh. we go on, let's take a commercial break, and then oh. you can tell me the theology behind that uh, bumper sticker, or excuse me, this writing on the back of a car. You're listening to Table Talk Radio, and we are analyzing your theological bumper stickers and the church signs reported to 1-800-385-SOLA. We'll continue to do so right for this break. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. 
If you're not easily embarrassed, tell your friends about Table Talk Radio. Do the bumper stickers on your car say a lot? A lot about who you are or who you're not? sticker on your car that says coexist but you don't coexist welcome back to table talk radio okay pastor wolf there what is the theology behind this Whoa. saying back already yes a quick break Whew. uh that that says you should call jesus if you're going to text and drive uh yeah it's uh, this is i think a an expanded version of the joke uh, which is something like um, text and you die and get to go see Jesus. No, no, no. no. Wanna, well, get it what is right, that, it would you? How uh, does that go? Honk want to meet you, Jesus? Honk if you love Jesus, text and drive if you want to meet him. Oh, yeah, that's it. And so someone saw that, and they thought it was pretty funny, but they said, nah, I'm going to just make up my own less witty version I'm, of that and write it on my back windshield. I like that, but I'm long-winded. With a Sharpie. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to expand that. It's a little too pungent. <laughs> right. Okay, good. All right, do you have one there, or do you want to go on the next one that I have? Uh, I had one. Where'd it go? Yeah, go to the next one. I'll, I'll find it in just a minute here. Okay. Bye. Well, next. Oh, by the way, if you have one of your own, you can call one eight hundred three eight five SOLA one eight hundred three eight five seven six five two. Hey, David in Houston again. I've got another bumper sticker for you on the back of a Mercedes Benz CLK four thirty. Uh, it says, uh, "Love God, serve God, trust God, try God, then let go and let God." Whoa! Love God, serve God. Was that, by the way, one of the cliches you did on the other radio show? Uh, no, but I should. So I'm not going to talk about it here. Let's go to the next one. <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing to say. No, no, hold on. Uh, love God, serve God. What was the, the list again? I got I, I didn't write it fast. I didn't know there was going to be so many. Okay. Here. Why are these? These are like paragraph hey, David, long Houston bumper stickers. Again, I've got another bumper sticker for you on the back of a Mercedes-Benz CLK 430. Uh, it says, nice. uh, love God. Serve God, trust God, try God, try. then let go, let go and let God. Let God. That's the normal uh, cliche bumper sticker. Right? Love God, serve God, trust God, try God. Is it, you would think worst. that try God would come first, don't you think? I mean, why are you telling someone to love and to trust God before they're even trying God? Well, and this whole trying thing is against the loving, serving, and trusting. That's true. I mean, you, you did you talk know, about that one, didn't you? On that yeah, other I radio think so. show, try God. We have to, you know, it's a, like uh, trust me and try me are two totally different things. It's like a, uh, it'd be like you're buying that Mercedes. You know, it's like I'm going to try the Mercedes or I'm going to trust the Mercedes. But it's it's they're you know try is like. Well, I'm going to, uh, you know, I'm going to give God a test drive and see if, you know, we're compatible. And Because uh, you assume that you're sort of that stuff. you're not, right? I mean... And, well, yeah, and and that, the whole assumption behind the try God is that God's going to make things better. So why don't you give him a try? You'll like it. It's like, why don't you try this kind of belly wrap thing? It'll shrink your waist by four inches or whatever. Well, just give it a try. What harm can it do, you know? I mean, I'm uh, thinking like, okay, let's say, Brian, I have a car uh, that's for you. 
And I like to think that you trust me a little bit, so you would just maybe buy the car, maybe. Um, but if you went to some stranger, look kind of shady, said, hey, I got a car for you to buy. You're like, wait a minute. I don't know that I should just outright trust you. I think I'm going to take it for a test drive first. Right. I mean, the That's reason right. you take it for a test drive is because you don't trust it. I think that there's three contradictory theologies in this single bumper sticker. The first is love, serve, and trust God, and that is basically just pure law. I know it's true. We should love and uh, a God, and we should fear God, and we should trust God above all things. That's first commandment stuff. That's fine. It's just law, and it doesn't. It doesn't really. I mean, I'm not sure why you, you know, put the first commandment on your bumper sticker, but it's fine. Then you got the try God, and that's the whole kind of the kind of modern uh, revivalistic sort of thing is that if you give God a shot. He'll show up and give you all sorts of blessings. And you got a third one. And then you'll want to be a Christian because God has blessed you above your wildest imagination. Giving you all the best parking spots and all that. Do you know I saw, I went to the Christian living section in the bookstore, and there's the Joel Osteen book, and it said The Power of I Am. And I did not want to open it because I'm so afraid that what Joel Osteen is going to say is not the power of I am like God, who is the I am, but rather the power of the statement by saying I am. I am, you know. Well, of course that's what he means. Do you, do you think that he, I mean, is trying to sell it as, hey, the power of God's holy name? No. The power of Joel Osteen is, is what that could be said. I, the, the third one here, let go and let God, is this kind of, uh, I don't know, this cliche of uh, kind of Jesus take the wheel sort of thing. So when things get really, really bad and I can't see a way to fix it, then I'm handing over control of my life to God, this kind of this surrender of control sort of thing. Now, I suppose in some ways it's true. It's as good that we realize that the Lord is in control and that he's actually active in the world. It's bad when we realize that some things the Lord has given over to us to do. So, for example, uh, if you're singing Jesus, take the wheel, please be singing it. Uh, allegorically and not literally because Jesus has given you the responsibility of steering the car. And so we don't want to abandon uh, the responsibilities that the Lord has given us. But we do want to realize, this is good to realize, that the Lord is, in fact, involved in this world. Right. Okay. Um, you have one on there? I do. This is from Wendy, who writes... Hi, Pastor Wolfmuller. I was at the Pirate Christian Radio Conference this past summer and really appreciate your talk on the church as an institution versus the church as a movement. On our way to lunch this afternoon, this we came a across the sign. Sticker. Oh, yeah, this is a church sign. Oh, Are we doing okay. both? Gotcha. On your way to lunch this afternoon, we came across this sign. Thought you'd like to see it. Blessings to you, Wendy. I didn't know you and were she, leading up to one. Go ahead. Yeah, she has a picture, uh, and it says, The Movement Church. Oh, nice. <laughs> the best start to your week ahead. Sunday's 9 a.m., 10.45 a.m. Here's the website. I should look at this website. The, can you believe that? There's a church called The Movement Church. <laughs> I mean, I can't, you know, you you think you could make this stuff up. That would be like if we had the wherewithal to do little radio uh, sarcastic. Parodies, yeah, yeah. Par- yeah, parodies. That's what they're called. <laughs> that would be what it'd be. Join us at The Movement Church. But someone beat us to it. They are a parody of themselves. Indeed. <laughs> uh, so what, do you, what, what sermon would be headlining there at the Movement Church? 
Well, I'm pulling up the website here to see. <laughs> we maybe listen to the the now, movement we, church. We, Welcome we home. Should, while you're looking that up, we should probably inform our Look listeners who were not at the Pirate Christian Radio Conference that this idea of a movement is trying to get away from the idea that the church um, is something that is instituted by Christ, and namely something that uh, Christ has established as uh, a, a place of authority to speak about forgiveness. Now, uh, the idea of authority is that it's, you speak on behalf of someone so that um, police officers are speaking on behalf of the state. Um, they have the authority to do so. And so uh, a, a pastor, for example, has been given to speak on behalf of God uh, pertaining to the forgiveness of sins. Um, so to, to say that the church is a movement is just some kind of a, I've been swept away rather than been told of the forgiveness of sins. There are two generally kind of different ways of looking at the world, and one is that, uh, that this place is settled, and the other is that it's always constantly shifting. And, um, and the Bible t- gives us institutions, things that are established, things that are stuck. The, 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 the move away from that always is, uh, is the movement, the, um, the ideologue, and whoa, and that is a problem. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> That's also a problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, what to expect when you arrive at the movement church? Make plans to arrive to the theater about 15 minutes before service. You can expect to meet smiling and welcoming faces. You want to be early enough to grab a cup of coffee or hot tea, visit with new friends, and check in and check your children for our kids' programming. Services start on time with engaging worship. A quick welcome and a few announcements via video. Why don't you just have a guy say the announcements? Why do you have to make a video? One of our pastors or incredible teaching team will share an inspirational teaching. It will be Bible-based, practical, entertaining, and challenging. The entire experience will be close to 70 minutes long, and we are convinced you won't want to leave. <laughs> Thanks for that warning. <laughs> our Sunday experiences are casual, but an experience nonetheless. Come exactly... Listen to that sentence. Our Sunday experiences are casual, but an experience nonetheless. Come exactly as you are, but be prepared to be inspired. <laughs> All right. Okay. So how do you, how do you boil why don't we down? Start, why don't we start our show like that? Our Table Talk Radio experiences are casual, but an experience nonetheless. Listen exactly as you are, but prepare to be inspired. Okay, in the next 50 seconds, how do you boil down the theology behind the movement church? Well, I mean, so so here their vision, it says, uh, you know, preparing the unchurched to be the churched and Jesus followers or something like that. You know, it's a kind of typical sort of thing. And this is the, the idea uh, that... Um, that that the church is not something settled it's always moving and we're sweeping you up into this movement so you got to think of it it's like jesus is the tsunami and you are the surfer that's the encapsulation of this idea that's the picture why uh i mean what do you mean why why what What's the reason someone would prefer that imagery rather than... Well, we're out of time. Take a break. And then I want to find out what is the reason someone would theologically prefer uh, this view of the church rather than what Jesus has for us in his truth. We'll be right back. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. Jesus, take the
the best decisions you've made today. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. It's time once again for the Northeast Colorado Free Conference at Calvary Lutheran Church in Ray, Colorado. The 2016 Northeast Colorado Free Conference features Dr. Adam Francisco of Concordia University, Irvine, presenting on Islam and its influence on America. How do we respond? It all takes place March 5th. Lunch is served and lodging is available in Ray. For more information, check out the website at calvaryray.org. That's calvarywray.org. are listening to Table Talk Radio, where we are analyzing all of the theological church signs and bumper stickers, and uh, we were talking about the movement church. And Pastor Wolfner, tell me why theologically people prefer movements to institutions. This is a tricky question, but I think that it's part of our sinful flesh. And uh, and I think the way that the, the, the our addiction to movements manifests itself nowadays is that we see that everybody has to have a cause. You've noticed this, right? I mean, every you can't like you can't drink a cup of coffee or eat a chicken sandwich without being involved in some sort of political cause anymore. Every, you, huh. Everyone has their thing. Like you know, uh, uh, you know, I watched the. Uh, have you seen the show, The Chopped, where they got the oh, guys yeah. on there and they yeah, got yeah. to cook from the mystery baskets? Reminds me of this show. And uh, and when they have the celebrity chefs on there, they can't just win the ten thousand dollars. For some reason, they don't need it. I guess they got to win it for a charity. Everybody's got their charity, and the idea of this the kind of charity movement, I think, sneaks its way into the church, and um, and uh, and so now we're it's not part of a, um, it's not we're not part of an institution. We're part of some, you know we're changing the world and we're changing ourselves. Everything's changing, changing, changing. I even got a. I sent out a request for some, you know, Luther tour itineraries the other day, and I got a, I got an email back, and it says, uh, we have we have uh, these tours designed to help celebrate the 500th anniversary of the Reformation movement. Ah, uh. not a movement. <laughs> You're out. I'm not going with you. That's that's how you. Hey, but you you yourself said this appeals to the flesh. So if you want to sell tours, get with the movement, man. The Reformation movement. That's so terrible. <laughs> movement. Look, look, the only time I want to hear you guys talking about movements is if you're talking to your doctor. <laughs> All right. Let's go to another bumper sticker or church sign. Pull it up here. I think I'd be ready by now, but here it is. Hi, just passed a uh, church sign. It's one I've reported, uh, a church that I've reported several times before. They're just a wealth of, of funny church signs. So this one is Gethsemane Lutheran Church in St. Louis. That's the other kind of Lutherans, by the way. Uh, We just got a new IKEA store here in St. Louis, and this is what the church sign reads. It says, Welcome, IKEA. How sweet it is to follow Jesus. That's Swede, like Swedish. (laughs) I I I got that, that, but I'm I'm pretty ridiculous. Thanks. Bye. (laughs) He He was explaining for those in Mankato. This is something where, hey, uh, we, uh, apparently IKEA coming to town is like an event, you know? Really? I mean, IKEA came here to Denver, and it's like a carnival. 
I refuse to go to Ikea, by the way. Carrie said one day when she's really mad at me, she's going to take me. Because I get a headache just, like, walking into the Kmart. <laughs> or even, I mean, like, 7-Eleven is, like, as as tough as for shopping for me. It's just, it's just, yeah. And apparently Ikea, it's like a rat raise, a, a rat maze of furniture that's, like, two miles long. Uh. Anyway. I cannot um, imagine that. But everyone makes a big deal out of Ikea. They're from, I guess, Sweden. Uh, so this becomes the occasion for a church sign. Welcome, Ikea, welcome to town. It's Swede to be loved by Jesus. I, I don't that know that. That qualifies as the one requirement for a church sign, and that is it's a pun. <laughs> now, normally the pun pins, uh, hinges on a word that has two meanings. In this time, the pun hinges on a word, Swede, which sounds like another word. Sweet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How many pop culture references are in that sign? Well, it's that's, sweet that's, that's to be loved I mean, by Jesus. What, so, usually church signs are using the puns of like uh, the the time in the church here it is, or perhaps the season, or summer, or winter. But the event of an IKEA store entering town being the the basis, the material for a pun, someone's been doing the church signs too long. <laughs> the, That's right. They might need That's to elect a new church sign guy in that church. That's right. It's not, it does not count as a major event. Probably, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, you know, at some point we're just going to have to ban church signs because <laughs> what good comes, what good has ever come from any church sign? This radio show. <laughs> oh, yeah. For that. I oh, got wait. another one. This is also from the other kind of Lutherans. This is uh, emailed from Dan who says, I saw a church sign in front of an E question mark CA building this morning for Table Talk. And here it says, what vitamin is best for Christian B1? Oh, I've heard that one. <laughs> so lame. <laughs> Look at, I mean, probably this congregation has a building uh, program now to make space for all the new people that are coming into the church from this sign. Like, what vitamin is best for Christians? Be one. I get it. I want to be a Christian. <laughs> oh, well. Maybe so. Maybe so. Okay. Uh, here's another one. Da, 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 da. Um, 541. Wait. What am I trying, what am I trying to say? Uh, 1-800-385-SOLA. 1-800-385-7652. Church sign. Trials are God's school of faith. Love your show. Keep it up. The good work. This is somebody calling from Manitoba in Canada. Hey, long distance church sign reporting. Yeah, I guess. Trials are God's... What? Uh, what was it? Ugh. I was writing it down, but apparently I don't write it. Church sign. I'm trying to use one twice. I was Trials it was are Canadian. God's school of faith. Love your show. Keep Trials it up. The God's good work. Trials are God's school is... of faith. Trials are God's school of faith, eh? <laughs> Don't do that. Don't start. <laughs> um, we got a letter from Korea the other day. I got an email from a Korean that wants me to do my Korean accent on the show. Oh, yes. I would like to hear that, too. Go ahead. I got to work on it, though. I got to work on it. Now, this church sign, Trials are God's school of faith, eh, are, is true, by the way. This is a true thing, and it's not even a pun. This is just a statement of truth. Trials are, in fact, God's school of faith. 
that the Lord, when he when we go through suffering, he's teaching us. He's teaching us a number of things, but and chiefly, he's teaching us to trust in him. So remember, uh, remember the Luther who taught that there's three things that make a theologian, the meditatio, the, t- the oratio, and the tentatio? Mm-hmm. That's the, this is the tentatio business, the suffering part, the, the, um, the, 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 the difficult parts of being alive that, that strengthens our faith, the schoolhouse for hope and faith and love. So this is a true church sign. Nice. Um, and I'm not sure it's actually good. I was going to say, <laughs> but it's it's like I mean, how is you have the name Suffering Lutheran Church or whatever you know, which is basically gory cross every Lutheran, Lutheran church. church. But, but this is, trials are God's way. I mean, you said trials are God's school of faith. You see, most of the church signs have the idea of tricking people to come in there because things are going to get better. Like, Heavy burden, the try Lutheran Jesus. Church. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. What about you? Could just do it Onfictum Lutheran Church or Tentatio Lutheran. Ooh, church. I like it. Tentatio. Nobody would know. Nope. Tentatio Lutheran Church? Yeah, that'd be a good one. Spiritual Affliction Lutheran Church. Just we translated. should change our name and radio show to Tentatio Talk Radio. <laughs> TTT. We wouldn't have to change the... Oh, wait, TTR. Dang it. Yeah, see? <laughs> I'm bad at acronyms. All right, here's another one. Hey, this is David in Houston. I've got a bumper sticker for you. Uh, I wish I had some more context for this, but it just says, Touch not my anointed. That's it. Touch not my Touch anointed. Not. Huh. Any idea on this one? This is really testing you, Pastor Wolf. I mean, this is not easy uh, bumper sticker translation work here. No. So this, I thought so. Here, um, this is a Bible verse. Uh, so it says, um, Psalm 105, verse 15, uh, Touch not my anointed ones, do my prophets no harm. Uh, that's also um, oh, so so repeated in First Chronicles sixteen twenty two. This is a do not touch my anointed ones, plural ones. So I I wonder if it was plural or singular in the uh, bumper sticker. Let me try it again. Hey, this is David in Houston. I've got a bumper sticker for you. Uh, I wish I had some more context for this, but it just says, "Touch not my anointed." Oh, just anointed. Okay. Well, here in the so First Chronicles sixteen twenty two in the King James says, "Touch not mine anointed." And do my prophets no harm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is the Lord. Uh, now, this didn't work, by the way. The people didn't listen to the Lord. So remember that Jesus is telling this funny story. He says, I got to go to Jerusalem because there hasn't been a single prophet killed outside of Jerusalem. That's Jerusalem, Jerusalem, who kill the prophets and destroy those who are sent to you. Uh, so the people that didn't listen to this advice from the Lord. They went ahead and did destroy, uh, touched the Lord's anointed and the prophets, etc., um, uh, that happened, but this is the the Lord's uh, command of protection. Now it's odd that this verse finds its way onto a bumper sticker, eh? Mm. Yeah, I I think that um this would be trying to say that uh, Christians are all God's anointed ones, and so no one can uh, get us down. No one can bother us. We're awesome because we're God's children. Um, I don't know. What do you think about that? It, to me, seems like a, a kind of a prosperity gospel type of a misquote. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's right. Or, or especially this. You remember the story of the prophet that I met in Reno? Remember that guy? So the idea that oh, the yeah. prophets are still around, 
um, is really what's behind this. And that, so that's uh, the people that the churches that believe we still have the prophets would probably be the Mormons and all the Mormon cults, as well as some of the uh, prosperity gospel uh, types, as well as some Pentecostals. And so this is probably coming from that theology. And it's saying, um, in fact, it probably is uh, the person goes to a church where the, where the preacher would, would claim to be the prophet. And this verse is there now. Don't don't mess with me. You don't don't question me. Hmm. All right. So be looking for that bumper sticker if uh, <laughs> if that's what you think. We'll be right back. One more segment of Table Talk Radio bumper stickers and church signs. Don't go away. Best show ever. Table Talk Radio. You are listening to Table Talk Radio. We are looking at church signs and bumper stickers on today's show. If you have a church sign or bumper sticker you want to report to us, you can give us a call 1-800-385-SOLA, 1-800-385-7652. You can also email them to us, questions at tabletalkradio.org, questions at tabletalkradio.org. All right, Pastor Wolfmiller. Yeah. Ready for another one? Yeah. Hi, this is David in Houston. I've got another bumper sticker. Whoa, this David one says, Love Ridiculously. That is ridiculous. All right, Love Ridiculously. <laughs> I kind of like that one. I wish I would have thought of that. What does it it's mean? It's kind of the love. Of, that, here's, here's part of the problem. Ooh, ooh, I can make something theological out of that. Just thought of it. I was reading the other day the Luther uh, essay on the war against the Turk, which is something that we should all read. It's phenomenal. And one of the th- way that Luther criticizes the Islam is he says, oh, sorry, I'm supposed to say it more sympathetically. The, how do they, Islam, Islam, that's how we're supposed to say it, uh, is he says that it is destructive, destructive of the three estates. Now, the three estates are the church, the state, and the family. So Islam is destructive to the church by teaching, for example, that Jesus isn't God and therefore not the Savior, and you get to heaven by works and so forth. Uh, it's destructive of the state because it only understands the sword, and it's, it's destructive to marriage because um, it, it, you know, there's no idea of people, one man and one woman. You know, you have multiple wives and all this sort of stuff. Now, Luther go, goes on to say, now, people will criticize and say, if you live with the Turk, you find that they're very, very friendly and very, very compassionate and this sort of thing. And Luther says, no doubt that thieves are friendly among themselves more than one neighbor is to the other. And that's because the devil will let love exist as long as it's not built on the institutions. So if there, if the underlying institutions, which are supposed to shape our love of the church, the state, and the family, are destroyed, then the devil, in fact, encourages people to love one another and be kind to one another, because there's no risk to him, and and he has wide open access to the conscience, which these three things are supposed to support. On the other hand, if there is a proper understanding of church and family and state, now the devil attacks any form of love. You see that. Now, this what the danger of this little what is it a bumper sticker which says "Love ridiculously." Before you move on, um, so just to kind of extrapolate that out, you have today people who, uh, well, we have you know Supreme Court justices who have said 
that um, marriage is between uh, can can be between um, members of the same gender. And uh, people say, well, look, they're just being loving. Look how loving this is. Why, why can't we right. just be loving? But um, and and the devil rejoices in that. Hey, guys, love each other because yeah, this yeah. is this is wonderful. But when it's um, a, a husband and a wife, someone comes along and says, I think a mom and a dad should be a man and a woman. Then all of a sudden, that's um, that the devil doesn't like that. Is that kind of what you're right. saying? That's exactly what I'm saying. So that it should not be that lo- marriage is built on love, but rather love is built on marriage and family. Uh, love is built on the church. It's not like you have love and you create a church. It's the question of what is the foundation and what is the building? And the foundation is not love. That's the building. The foundation is the institutions of family and, and church and state. Those are the three estates upon which love is built. And if it's not built on that foundation, then it is easy to to simply crumble it all over. It's putting the cart before the horse. So the three estates are anti-devil. Right, right. And the three estates, Luther makes a point somewhere else, which Dr. Kleinig told me, and but he hasn't told me where he says it. It's a secret. But apparently <laughs> Luther says at some point that the three estates are really the walls that protect our conscience. Hmm. And so the, the, the when the state and the church and the family is functioning as it's supposed to, they are they provide a buffer around our conscience to the attacks of the devil. That's hmm. fantastic. Interesting. You were going to yeah. make another point. Uh, oh yeah. So when this thing comes out and says love ridiculously, it's a temptation. I would say to say love without concern to the institution. Now maybe that's not what the person is saying, but that's how it's strikes me anyways hey love without restriction or whatever just go and love yeah you hear uh, that a lot right just love yeah, right. just love i I, the, I wish i got a, a a dollar every time i heard that in in uh seminary right you, so so the, the, they they spend four years making you a typical fort wing grad and yeah, then like the right. last two months are like guys guys just love your people yeah, just, just yeah, love never your, mind all that stuff. Forget everything. Just love your people. Yeah, and you're true. going, wait a minute. I thought, hey, love, love is our... good. I'm all for love, but we got to remember a couple of things. Number one is love is the summary of the law. So there's no more damning and condemning word than love. You know, it's never done. You've never loved like you should have ever, not mm-hmm. in a single moment. Mm-hmm. And the other thing uh, to remember about love uh, is that, it, again, that it has to be shaped by the commandments, it's got to be built on the institution. It is not a free for all. Right, so so I'm kind of thinking, boy, maybe the best way I can love my people is to uh, teach them the things that I've learned about God's word. <laughs> typical, <laughs> typical, typical. I got one for you. I got three for you in this email. Hit me, Church Science Theology, dear Pastor Wolfmuller. Who's this from? It's not to you. Ah, oh, Jake. This is Australian, dear Pastor Wolfmuller. <laughs> I have three suggestions for church science theology, all from the same town, three different denominations. See if Evan can guess which is which. Oh, Ready? I got this. We may make our own plans, but God has the final say. Next, the first step to ruin is forgetting God. Third, <laughs> I'm not sure what accent this is, but compassion is love in action. So one was from a Lutheran church, the other is from a uniting church, and not united, but uniting in the process of united uniting, and the third is from a Baptist. So Lutheran, United Church, and Baptist. You can pick which which is which. Okay, quickly, you run by those signs one more time. May we make our own? We may make our own plans, but God has the final say. Okay, 
Um, that's the first one. You want to s- guess the second one? one? This first step to ruin is forgetting God. Okay, that's the uniting church. You're right. Okay. okay. The third one is compassion is love and action. That's Lutheran, and the first one nope. is Baptist. Ah. No, you got those back. The Lutheran, we may make our own plans, but God has the final say, and compassion is love and action belongs to the Baptist. Well, what's the difference, really? Compassion is love and action. What do you call love and inaction? <laughs> not compassion. I know that it's, much. <laughs> I'll tell you, it's not love. That's the advantage of this word charity over the word love. Remember, uh, charity has the idea of action to it. We, when we say love nowadays, we just think kind of, you know, an affected feeling of affection towards people. But it's action, you know, it's doing Love, love gives, it serves, and dies, and all that stuff. So, yes, okay. Um, I have one more audio one, and then we'll maybe listen to more of yours. All right. Hey guys, this is Dave from Las Vegas. I got a bumper sticker for you. It said, "Science oh, flies you up to the moon; Dave. religion flies you into buildings." Have fun, thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the new atheist bumper sticker. Science gets you to the moon. Religion flies you into buildings. <laughs> so this is this is um, what do they call that uh, fallacy, a uh, false association, or something like that? So because there are Muslims who will fly airplanes into buildings, therefore all religion is dangerous. <laughs> I think, I think that the media and the world is starting to catch up with the idea. That Christianity and Islam are different. There's been no, a bunch I of don't. stuff in the in the media that says what Islam really needs is a reformation, which maybe is going to prove your point because it's just the same. But 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 uh, but Islam hasn't been reformed. A reformation like the, movement is what they need. <laughs> that's right. That's the you know that's where we separated church and state. Uh, you, you know, so they, it wasn't a religion of the state. That all happened in the Reformation, and so Islam needs to separate their theology from the state. The problem is a couple. Uh, there's a lot of problems with that. But number one is when the Reformation did that, it went back to the words of Jesus, who said, give unto God what is God's and unto Caesar what is Caesar's. <laughs> there's there's no text like that from Muhammad. Right. To and actually he, he, go back to the original source means more violence. Right. That's right. And the second thing is that if you took away the state from Islam, if you tried to separate the state and the theology, you would realize that there is no theology. Islam is not a theology. There's nothing there. God is one. is all. But that's not... That's not a distinctive sort of thing. Everybody says that God is one. There's, there's everything in, in, I mean, even, you know, you look at the five pillars of Islam, and it's not, they're not theological things. They're things you got to do. You got to go, you got to not eat during Ramadan. You got to give alms. You got to go to Mecca. You got to say your prayers five times a day. This is, this is not theology. It is all, all law. There's no doctrine of God there. I, I would so, like, no, sorry, go ahead. There, you can't separate the two because there's nothing to separate. I would like to see someone in the media go get, some Muslim to say that there should be reformation in Islam because every time, just recently during the San ben, uh, Bernardino, how do you see that? San, Bernardino. San Bernardino, Bernardino. Uh, shooting, shootings, um, the local news station went to the local liberal university and found some Muslim to say, oh no, Islam is a religion of peace. Uh, this is not what uh, Islam teaches. I'm like, of course some Muslim at the university is going to say that. What do you expect him to say? Ah, oh, I'm glad it happened. I mean, I mean, but but you won't hear the the that Muslim condemning the Muslims who are doing jihad. I mean, that that's what you're not hearing. 
That's right. Anyway, that's right. And a lot, you know, there is a lot of Muslim on Muslim violence, which is radical against not radical. And that is what Reformation probably looks like in Islam. <laughs> in yeah. other words, we need to purge the world of those who are not truly committed to jihad. Mm. That's going to be all the time we have for this edition what? of Table Talk Radio. But thanks I, for I, listening. We have, we have a million bumper sticker left. Yeah, sorry. I can't believe it. Next time, we'll be listening. Thanks for listening to Table Talk Radio. Where we love ridiculously our points. Thanks for listening to this edition of Table Talk Radio. <laughs> Table Talk Radio is not for everyone. Please consult your pastor before listening to Table Talk Radio. Side effects may include nausea, vomiting, headache, heartburn, hair loss, hallucinations, and aversion to incomplete sentences with aquatic imagery, psychosis, coma, death, halitosis, lung cancer, brain tumors, sleep gain, internal bleeding, internal combustion, a sudden craving to smell your backseat, claustrophobia, an uncontrollable urge to fight the Calvinists on Twitter, and falling off your treadmill. For more information, visit tabletalkradio.org.